everybody, our loyal listeners, our hammerheads, and any newcomers who are here. This is Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I am here as always with Free Beacon editor Vic Mattis. Uh, it's a morning show for any hour. We are we're feeling good. How are you feeling? I am feeling just fine, Mary Catherine. Uh, a little chilly, but that's good for me because I am, as you can see, wearing my red merino wool uh, sweater. And upscale. I got I well, I had a gift card from Christmas that I had to use. And then uh, there was a sale on sweaters because, as you know, it's almost May. <laughs> and so I got it. And then I realized, you know, I only have a, a few opportunities to actually wear the sweater before I have to put it away until the fall. So I made the mistake. I brought this. I wore the sweater when I went over to my brother-in-law's for Easter and he had a fire pit and I'm sitting out there having my long branch bourbon and that smoke is just coming over me. It's coming over me. So now I, I smell like a log cabin. Yep. But I don't because you can't get it out of the wall. No, it's inescapable. It's inescapable. No, I, I let I said I wear it out for a couple of days. It's still there. Kate says that's a dry cleaning thing. So anyway, other than that. Well, I'm glad you get to wear your new sweater banished to the basement to podcast, both due to your smoke smell and the podcast. Yeah, no, I might as well have smoked a cigar. Just I, I continue on my quest to wear sweaters successfully. Oh, yes. Um, oh, no, no, you're a sweater. You are a sweater person. Yeah, as well, as you know, I have difficulty because they're either too scratchy or too. Warm, yes. Yes. Right. And I, I just haven't been able to embrace the trend in the way that I would like to for these reasons. And I keep getting these cute vintage sweaters and it doesn't work out. However, I did wear one on Easter and we were doing some indoors outdoors events for Easter egg hunt, you know, and I got a very, a very springy purple and pink sweater and it turned That's out a very nice. That sounds it was great. a little, it was a little chilly in North Carolina on Easter. So it was the, it was the perfect Easter egg looking and also warm. Right. It was it wasn't suffocating. And you were wearing something underneath so it wasn't chafing like a hair shirt. That's well, I think <laughs> appropriate I think before Easter. Much like your merino, I think this was a yeah. a decent quality. Oh yes. Sweater. Yes. So that, it's that it's helped. very nice. I need to keep the moths away. So Mary Catherine, how are you? What is I, going on? I'm good. I've been I've been slammed much of the week trying to get ready to leave town oh, yeah. for uh bill maher's show uh real time with bill maher which i'm doing on hbo this week and <laughs> that means a lot of prep for the children uh, and i'm not yep. great at prep for myself or the children however i have a very capable husband uh, so that's always nice leave more than capable super capable he's super capable he's, yeah he's like I, I got this i'm gonna be fine but i have not left the baby before so this is my first time Oh yeah, you traveled. Well, you uh, at all you tra- you brought the baby everywhere. I keep bringing the baby. I often I often bring the baby. So the baby's back home for the first time. But one thing I did is I and I did not mean to do this. Although would I have done it any differently? I don't know. But I overlooked a semi large project that my eight year old has that is due tomorrow. Being on top of the homework thing, I I don't blame it. I'm not. That's like Kate does that. I can't keep track. Well, I told Steve as I last night as I was, you know, packing my bag, which is uncharacteristic to do it the night before. I told Uh him, sorry about this, babe, but we got the instruction sheet finally on the Earth Day project. And the Earth Day project is going to require several steps. But um, 
he's got it under control. They're going to go on a on a, li- a little litter walk and pick up and beautify the neighborhood. And oh, good the project based on on that. He's going to have some metrics on how far they walk and how much litter they get, so we can put it on the poster board. Excellent, excellent. Those, it, yeah, it's all data based. That um, yeah. So they're they're going to be tackling that. But he's going to be tackling that in addition to you know dinner and a baby and yeah well that and and it's for a grade right this is this is a this is a grade this is a schoolwork thing isn't it it is it is but i uh, i think you know i'm not sure how strict mm-hmm. but. oh okay well careful what they pick up in the trash that's all i'm gonna say on this you know i was <laughs> yeah. I, I go on a run i go on a run and like the last two times i went on a run which is like two times in like last week there was like on lee highway there is a plastic like a water bottle that's filled with something brown, you know, like golden, like, is it beer? Maybe, I don't know. Nobody wants to pick it up. And I just ran past it twice. I'm like, don't pick it up. Tell Steve, don't pick it up. It's not worth it. Yeah, I know. They, they, he did plan for some gloves Good. Uh, for this yes. outing. Yes. So, so that will, that will ha- be happening. And then, oh, you just gave me a terrible flashback, by the way. And I just had to tell us, this is a very, Please. this is a very, this is a very North Carolina memory uh different substance in a bottle but when i was a teenager people would spit their tobacco spit into uh a mountain dew bottle which would end up on the floor the floorboard of a car for instance Uh (laughs) and uh woe betide the person who mistook one mountain dew bottle for another mountain dew bottle and there was there was oh no we had that. I'm not saying I was ever in this position. <laughs> maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. It's a that hazard be a, in the would, state of North Carolina. That would really be not the way to start your day. Nah, it's not good. <laughs> but our show always is. And let oh, yeah. me pause for a moment to thank our sponsor. This is the word from our sponsor, The Spectator. As the longest running magazine in the world, The Spectator sets aside identity politics in favor of intelligent conversation and thought. From the war in Ukraine to the ideological war in the classroom, from the rise of inflation to the rise of cancel culture, The Spectator has been dedicated to stimulating reporting and analysis since 1828. The U.S. edition of The Spectator has just newly come ashore and is bringing high-quality writing and analysis to U.S. audiences for the first time. The Spectator also covers the best in books, travel, food, wine, Vic's favorite sections, and much, much more. We have a special offer for listeners of Getting Hammered. Sign up today and you'll receive three months of the print magazine and full digital access. Plus, they're going to send you a free Spectator hat. Just go to spectatorworld.com backslash special offer and use the offer code HAM, H-A-M. I like the Spectator because I love a bunch of the writers in it and I really actually love getting something in the mail. It's a little treat for myself. So treat yourself. Sign up today to get three months of the Spectator, plus get your free Spectator hat when you subscribe today at spectatorworld.com backslash special offer. Use offer code HAM at checkout to redeem your offer. That's spectatorworld.com backslash special offer and use offer code HAM, H-A-M. You know, Vic, we don't have the video podcast up yet. Yeah. But uh, in preparation for my trip, I got a little, I got a little tan. I um, noticed. I, little, I got noticed. A spray tan. And the yeah. thing is, oh, like, sometimes in the early that, days of spray that. tan, it's like, yeah. Is this a tan or is it a Trudeau? We don't know. Like we're somewhere <laughs> in the middle. Is it a tan or is it a hate crime? It's 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 fine. It's fine. But you look great. You look. I was wondering. I was wondering what was going on. No, you gotta you gotta step it up sometimes. Yeah. you gotta take extra measures. Now my teeth will look really white. It's good. The times. contrast. The contrast. It's good times. So 
So we're going to do some pop culture today. But before we get to the pop, I want to do mm-hmm. I, I'm, I went down an Internet rabbit hole about oh. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. So we got to yes. get into that. It's also weirdly yes. local news because that trial, right. that defamation trial is happening in our backyards. Just down uh, the street. So while I'm in L.A., I'm going to talk about the Hollywood trial happening back home. And also J-Lo's ring. I got to get into that. But before that, let's talk about, as usual, top top of mind for me is the masking situation. Vic. W- which you would know firsthand. Well, I flew today. I flew. And I have to say, the sky was not falling. Everyone was kind to one another. I didn't see any altercations. I did see several joyous exchanges between airport employees who were excited airport to employees not be masked nice. and a flight attendant mentioned to us that you know policing masks had become a large part of her job and she wasn't that excited about it so mm-hmm. she's glad now to not be doing that those anecdotes sound a little bit on the nose and yet that is what i was hearing so i'm just I, well I'm yes you decide you're here to counter what jen Saki said the other day which i believe she said it was just one video from one plane right there it was, just one there plane. was I would. Everybody else is sad and crying because now they're forced to take their masks off, right? That's how it works. That is not what it looked like. It was about a, I would say, I would say there were more people masked on my flight than I expected to be still masked, but it was like 60 40. Something like that, probably. Ah. Yeah. And maybe 50 50 in the airports on both ends. So there we are. That's great. Uh, Best to all of you. Uh, (laughs) There's, there's a lot of, like I said, there's this, there's this sort of like, pictures with uh defiant masking but the thing is you're not buying anything because nobody's nobody's dictating your behavior which is that's great yeah there's a there's been a few of that including valerie jarrett you know she's gonna follow the science take that i'm following the science so that's 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 where we stand on that the the biden administration somewhat surprisingly i think Mm. i had my money on them not contesting this there was no they didn't ask for an emergency stay of the national injunction, which would have, you know, put it back in place, put put the rule back in place. They're in a bit of a pickle here because despite some polling that the Twitter world will cite, you know, I don't think people are super excited to the about this part of our pandemic lifestyle, right? right? And it has become a flashpoint. It's a bit of an albatross for these guys to mix my metaphors. And so I didn't think they would go for it. But if they genuinely feel that they have the authority to do this and that the ruling is incorrect, have at it. I don't think politically this is a great idea. Yeah. The interesting thing is they felt like they had to, de- I was the way I'll phrase it is they had to defend the honor of the CDC. And if the CDC says that it's too early, then they, they're, they're going to take the side in order to, as they said, you know, support and lend more credibility and protect the credibility right. of the CDC. The problem is, again, and if you go into the judge's ruling, the CDC, I mean, this is not a law that was passed. This is not something that was even entered into the federal registry. And, you know, there's usually comments periods, as you know, uh, right, and right. this happens with a lot of big legislation, for example, or big laws that get passed. They want to have a comments period so everyone can put in their two cents, whether or not they care about it. None of that happened. And this was all sort of just an extension of this, you know, of this executive fiat. So in any event, if you want to do it the normal way, I think the judge was saying, then go through the normal channels. Well, and I, I, on emergency powers. That's, that's one of the things that I remind everyone, like we have, we have a way of giving rules, the force of law, particularly wide reaching national mandates. And that way is through Congress. And I know it's passe, 
And I know that both sides want to use executive action because it's easier and they want to use the legislative, I mean, the uh, executive branch to do whatever they want to do when they deem it the right thing to do. Yeah. But that's not how it's supposed to work. And I would prefer that we go through a deliberative process and that you earn the buy-in of people for rules like this. So here we are, we're unmasked on the plane, or I was, and enjoyed it quite a bit. Do you think if the 11th Circuit decides to reverse the judge and all of a sudden, whoop, we got to put our masks back on, I feel like all hell is going to break loose. Is that just me? Like what's going to happen at the airports and airplanes? What do you think? I do not. Here's the thing is that because it doesn't really have the force of law, right? It's always been this like, we're going to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Law-ish. It's been, it's been pushed down upon lower level, yeah. you know, middle class employees in their day-to-day work to police this. And I think that's the part that's hard to pull back. Look, I, they can try, but I don't, I think it's a real hardship for those in the TSA, mm-hmm. on the planes, oh, absolutely. job it ends up being to say, I'm sorry, the administration said we got to do this again. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that goes well. I don't, I don't think so either. Nor do uh, I think, nor do I think the what we have now with the maskless flying is going to go badly. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there will be there won't be a bad result to show from. this. No, no. Even though they'll say, well, I'll wait for that lag time. You know, it's right. going to be that's, you know, the only reason why there hasn't been a super spreader on airplanes is because pe- precisely because people were we- wearing masks. And now that you take them off, you just wait and see. So, I mean, this is but this is the whole thing that CDC has been pushing for a very, very long time now, as you know, which is we just want to wait to say we're not out of the woods yet. Let's wait for a couple more weeks. I kind of I kind of get the feeling that they're waiting for the cases. Well, they're focused on the cases which are high. They're waiting right. you know, on hospitalizations and they're waiting for that to go up. So they're going to keep it going until it does. And if it doesn't, maybe they just keep on waiting. Now, here's the thing. I was watching uh, MSNBC yesterday and a doctor was on talking to Garrett Hake. And this doctor was saying, you know, of course, they asked the doctor. Garrett Hake asked the doctor, what do you think about this judge's ruling? You know, and, and, and is it too soon, even if you're healthy? Let's suppose you have no, you know, comorbidities and and you're healthy and you're vaxxed. And she said, yes, it is too soon. And even if you're healthy indoors, you should still wear a mask because even if you're vaxxed and boosted, somebody else might not, and they might be immunocompromised and might not be wearing a mask and coughing. And then you might get it. And here's the kicker though, right? Here's the kicker. You know what else she said? Aside from all that, this is influenza season. Well, you know, it's going to take, it would have a real impact on the workforce if people started getting the flu again. Therefore, you know what that tells me? That tells me that masks are permanent. Well, that's, that, I think that is what many fear is the aim of those who say just two more weeks to yeah. check this out, right? Um, because it has been a long two weeks, guys, if we, Feels if we must concede that part. Yes. I just think that, again, this is only sustainable for so long in a free country if you don't actually make laws to support mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. You can only, you can only and should only be able to do so much for so long yeah. with emergency powers. So we're seeing uh, some public backlash to that and some some legal remedies to that. And uh, they'll they'll appeal and we'll, we'll see where it heads from here. I want to give out, uh, you love to hear it. I'm Please. going rogue on you guys, but oh. I want to give out a love you, you love to hear it. This one goes to Simone Sanders. She's a former... Kamala Harris staffer before that a Bernie Sanders spokesperson back in the day and then also worked with me at CNN 
she is on MSNBC now, and she has this to say, conceding a few points about the state of Florida. Sit back and put your political strategy aside. When you watch, you do. This is a guy who's unafraid to put his hand on the hot stuff. Unafraid. And, to, and, 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 not, and, and one could argue that much has been, I was critical of Governor DeSantis, still am, uh, during um, the height of COVID. Yeah. But if you really look at the numbers, Florida actually came He's out all He's got a story all, to tell. All he, right. he has a story yeah, to tell. The economy. They go on, as, as you might imagine. Of course. Precise, various policies, the, the, the math books, and, and I think that's the main one they talk about. But just the concession. Oh. From Simone Sanders that, hey, the numbers looked okay in Florida mm. and the economy remains good. Another another panelist offered. That is, oh, I love to hear it. Oh, love, yeah. because that is that is a real thing that we must contend with, which is that Florida did not do appreciably worse than these right. states that shut down, particularly California, which I'm in now, has a much younger population and there's not a lot of difference. And so yep. it suggests that a lot of damage was done that didn't need to be done mm -hmm. in many other states. And that wasn't very effective. So that is uh, thank you to the Washington Free Beacon for that clip. And that is Timon yeah. Sanders on MSNBC. Speaking of Florida. Oh, boy, we're going there. Well, yeah, I, I, because honestly, I'm, I'm a little torn on this, sure. this bit of news. The Florida legislature uh, has passed a bill that would remove some special special treatment that the Disney Corporation mm -hmm. gets in the state of Florida to run its own municipality, the area that it runs its business on and the land and the, the, the utilities. Brady Creek development. Yes, it has, it has longstanding rights to run that area. And there's been a back and forth between the DeSantis state government and or the Republican-leading state government and the Disney Corporation on the parental rights bill called by the media often the don't say gay bill where disney weighed in on this DeSantis said hey do you want to you want to go and now they're going i guess yeah, uh, yeah they are so here's here's my thing that people people make various arguments for this my tendency is to think i feel like DeSantis had sort of come on top come out on top of that fight and that it didn't need to go here. And I also think that my, my principles dictate that I don't think that sort of opinion-based legislating, sort of like viewpoint-based mm -hmm. legislating is a great idea. However, I don't love special carve-outs for giant corporations in various states, right? I just don't think it should be used uh, as right. a cudgel in this way. The other side of the coin, it's a bunch of people who say, if they're going to fight, you got to have somebody who fights back and they're getting uh, yeah. special treatment and re removing that special treatment might force them into neutrality in the culture wars. So those are the two arguments. That's a familiar phrase somehow. He's a fighter. I wonder who that, I can't remember who he that fights. was referenced to. He fights. I find this very fascinating. And, and you sent the link over to Charles Cook at National Review did a, a whole explanation of this and what the situation is about. Charles, Charles Cook, a Florida, yeah. proud Florida resident. That's right. And, That's right. and I think overall supports many of DeSantis's policies, uh, uh, but that, that, not a fan right. of this one. I had the same feeling that you had, Mary Catherine, about Ron DeSantis. And I was wondering if, you know, he is now victorious, but is he now into the, is he now into Michael Corleone, Godfather 2 territory? You know, where at the end, you know, he tells Tom Hagen, 
I don't have to wipe everyone out, just my enemies. You right. know, it's like, wow, yeah, like you've won. You've won, Michael. You know, Hyman Roth is on the run. No, it's not enough. We got it. We got it. We got to gun him down. And so uh, I, I wonder about that. It is interesting about these carve outs, as Cook, as Charlie Cook mentions as well. It's not, you know, Florida, I mean, uh, Disney is one uh, of these special carve outs, but there are uh, uh, a lot of other places. I do wonder if one of the other places is Gatorland Zoo. I think that deserves a car. I, I've been there. It's a, that deserves Same a Gatorland. Same Gatorland. That's the most yeah, important. That's right. But it is interesting that they have the, all these rights that they can come up with their own laws regarding and regulations well, regarding any I number also, of things. My libertarian hearts. So the, then, it, then there's another complication because I don't love carve outs for big corporations, but mm-hmm. also my libertarian heart is not mad about a really successful company successfully running a city because sure. that sort of cut undercuts all the like, but what about the roads ideas, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is usually the argument. The roads are very but nice yeah. inside Disney, by the way, you know, there's yeah, not a, there's not a single pothole on main street. Right. It belies, belies the idea that yeah. uh, without mm-hmm. the precious, precious government, uh, we would cease to exist and, yeah. and public services would cease to exist. That's not the case. And so I like to see something competently run by a private That's company. Right. This is, you know what? It's a bit of a dilemma. The curse of, the curse of my nuance, Vic. <laughs> right, you should, you know, it, it, it really should just be black and white and you just take one of those sides. Come on. Okay, I'll work on that for next time. But that is what is going on in Florida. You know what? We're talking about competence. Let's talk about the opposite. Which is what went down in Washington yesterday. During the late afternoon, I believe it was, there was suddenly an alert on everybody's phone. I mean, everybody was lighting up both inside the Capitol, in Washington, D.C., outside, that the Capitol needed to be evacuated because of an aircraft threat. Obviously, this is sensitive. Right over the airspace. This is secured airspace. What is it doing there? Yes. And so everybody's freaking out momentarily. Understandably, there's both a 9-11 memory of airplanes coming into the area. There's also, uh, you know, many Capitol staffers didn't have a great day on January 6th. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of going into this situation. Well, it turns out that the army had some guys parachuting into the nationals stadium for military appreciation day. That's right. The golden Knights, And, And they are indeed appreciated. But what did not happen is that the Capitol police were not informed that this was going to happen. So they didn't know that an aircraft would be in the vicinity to let the parachuters jump out by the FAA and appreciate the military. Yes. By the, by the federal aviation administration, Nancy Pelosi, quite understandably, I'm on your side, girl, pretty mad about that. Our institutions are, that's not great. That's not great, Vic. No. And everybody sort of like, you know, everybody from all the house office uh, buildings, as you know, uh, and, and on the Senate side, everybody was had to go outside. And, and everyone's like, you know, r- what what's next? And you see parachuters coming down. Is this like Red Dawn? Is this, you know, <laughs> because I, I think you see the parachuters. They're, they're, they're like three or four paratroopers coming down. That's it. The, the Russians have arrived. It's in which case, I, by I'm the head uh, to the Blue Ridge, in which case, by the polling uh, that, that we discussed we, months ago on uh, on Ukraine and whether people would stay and fight about 60 percent. Of the city, oh yeah, out of here. They're oh, out yeah, of no, here. no, no, no. They, there are certain parts of the city where definitely they're just they're they're, they're just going to move. Just, don't move here, but you know they're just going to going to move. Yeah. Anyway, it was a false alarm. Thank goodness 
everyone's okay aside from a scare. Yeah. But not not great. It doesn't seem like a lot to ask that someone should tell everyone in the capital area that this very rare occurrence of having military aircraft flying low over yeah. the capital airspace. Like people should just be informed of that. It's it's good that uh, Kamala was not in the Dick Cheney position. Scramble the fighters. Space oh, going into space. Oh, oh gosh. Space. No. Uh, oh, we do have a Kamala fan club moment. Do we want to hear it? Yeah, as, that was as, quite something. As charter members of the fan club, let's let's play a bit of a a speech. Do we call it a speech? Kamala it's illumination, really. Yeah, well, they almost all are. They're actually they're they're sort of art. It's a bit of performance art. Kamala Harris on space. Space is exciting. It spurs our imaginations and it forces us to ask big questions. Space, it affects us all and it connects us all. Mm. Honestly, this is Mm. me. Honestly, that's me talking about space too. Okay, this is what I'm going to say. Everyone's (laughs) going to make fun of her for this, right? And I'm going to defend her on this because oh, you love am, to hear I it. Am, you it's going to go a different direction. I am. I'm going to go in a different direction. I think what happened was this was a speech that her speechwriters had crafted for her for a future speech she was supposed to give at Space Camp in in, in Alabama. You ever see that movie? Yeah, Space Camp with the kids and the and the, the and the shuttle accidentally goes into space. I think Kamala was supposed to be giving that speech she just did to Space Camp, and oh. instead it was <clears throat> not. And uh, that's why. So it sounds it sounds like it's meant for kids. And the reason is it's because I can't I'm working on proving it. But that's my suspicion. Well, getting hammered investigates. We'll be back uh, with more information about this. Now to a little pop culture news. Oh, local to Vic and me. There is a defamation case in Fairfax County, Virginia, that was filed by Johnny Depp against his ex-wife, Amber Heard, who is an actress most recently known for her part in uh, Aquaman mm. alongside Jason Momoa. I was shocked that that was not her real hair color. <laughs> it's, it's not. Uh, so he filed a defamation suit in the Fairfax, in the Northern Virginia area, because at issue is a Washington Post op-ed written by Amber Heard in 2018, which did not reference him by name, but talked about domestic abuse that everyone assumed was Johnny Depp and his career thereafter dried up quite quickly. And so he's suing for, as he's after her for 50 million and she is countersuing for 100 million. So just to, oh. yeah, it's, and there's just a lot going is on. Is it all here. one trial then? Like after he's done, like, will there be a ruling on a suit and the countersuit at the yes, end of this? It will be both Gosh. of them. Right. It's, it's scheduled to be about five weeks long. So we're going to be at this for a while. Right, because she hasn't had her chance. No, Johnny Depp took the, took the stand this week. Both of them, I believe, also testified in another uh, suit that he brought in the UK several years ago that he lost for libel against the Sun. Obviously, hard to win it's a libel suit against a newspaper. Libel suit is very. Um, they called him Especially a wife beater. Famous. Yeah, they called him a wife beater in a headline. So he tried. He tried to go after them. So let me let me get us up to speed here. Okay, so the two. Met in 2009 on the set of a, a movie called Rum Diary. That's right. They got, at the time, he was with a partner. She, she was married to a wife. He was with Vanessa Paradis, his mm-hmm. longtime French partner and mother of his children. Mm-hmm. 
I like that. I like the growl we got. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they got Amber and Johnny got romantic in 2011, engaged very quickly. Johnny Depp often falls quickly. That's a that's a that's a pattern of his. They were married in 2015, and then by 2016, things were already very volatile and falling apart. In May 2016, they were separated for a day. Then there was a divorce. They filed for divorce. A restraining order was briefly put in place against Johnny Depp. Amber Heard had it put in against him. But then she retracted it saying, saying, never mind. And in August 2016, they reached a divorce settlement. So that's how, that's how we got to this point. She alleged yes. abuse in 2016, which led to the restraining order. And then she wrote about it in 2018. At and the, that was it. That was the peak of the... Mm-hmm. Me too moment, and that is what is at issue. And in this because trial. The, the, the it technically comes out, the the post is technically printed in Fairfax County. Yes, that is why the court the the court case is being held there, not in Los Angeles or anywhere. Uh, by the way, on the that was a very list, good summary, Mary Catherine. Well, thank you, thank you. On the witness list for this uh, case, James Franco, Paul Bettany of oh. uh, uh, Avengers fame, yes, and Elon Musk on the list as well. He is Amber Heard's ex. It all comes back to you. Oh, I, I do you know. Is, is, are, they, are they the plaintiff or defendant witnesses? Do you know? I believe he's on behalf of Amber Heard. Wow. Elon Musk is. Although he has not, he has not been subpoenaed. They don't know if he's actually going to show up, I think. And another wrinkle to this, she recently had a, Amber Heard did, had a baby via surrogate. And the mm. rumor is that it is Elon Musk's baby. Because long ago, when those two dated, they made some embryos and then they had a legal fight over the embryos. So they didn't have a baby at, they didn't want to have the baby at the time. They just planned on having a future baby. Well, and the question is, did Amber Heard go rogue with the Elon Musk embryo? Oh my gosh. I don't want to, you know, she, I don't, I don't want to. No, no. Uh, they, yeah. Dirty up her name. No, but no. Anyway, so there's two, I'm going to give you the two narratives here. Mm-hmm. One. Yeah, how many hours do we have, by the way? Because oh my gosh. this is a lot. I know. But I'm going to give you the two, oh, briefly the two, oh, two yeah, cases. I have thoughts too. Okay. Two, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, am I cutting you off? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. This is all good stuff. I think this is gold. Okay. okay this so is what really people out, want to listen to in the morning. I know. I know. So we can hash out which one each of us believes. So there's one narrative from the Heard side of this, from the Amber Heard side of this, that Heard was a relatively young and on the Hollywood tree, less powerful and naive party who was abused, left a volatile relationship with this divorce settlement. She escaped and spoke out bravely. And despite the fact that high-powered men too often get away with these sins, especially in Hollywood, she was out and speaking about it and was lauded for that. She, her counsel argues that he's a monstrous opioid addict and drunk who hurt her for years and now is just dragging this out in court to further tarnish her and hurt her. And that he's, you know, some of the criticisms of him are that he's now acting in his testimony and attempting to manipulate all of us because he just wants to be Captain Jack Sparrow again. Okay, so that's the, those are the basics. And there there are pictures, by the way, of a bruised Amber Heard that are in the evidence here and nasty text messages from Johnny Depp to his friends. Okay. And and, and, and pictures of of Johnny Depp, too, with a severed finger and things like that. Yes. Yeah. From Depp's side, his his side's version is Depp came from an abusive home where his mother was the abuser. She turned to prescription pills early in life to take the edge off in his home, then rose to stratospheric success. Where he continued to drink and use drugs. Thanks to uh, Nick Cage. He, 
he gets involved. He gets involved with Amber Heard, again, falling fast, as I noted. His exes among them, Winona Ryder, Kate Moss, Penelope Cruz, and Vanessa Paradis. Paradis. Interestingly, none of those women have a bad word to say about him. In fact, emphasizing his gentleness with them in their relationships. Well, he's he a recluse. Yeah, he maintains that he never hit her and that he's never hit a woman and that she was, in fact, abusive to him. And so, like, the idea is, uh, was was he perfectly positioned for her to basically be an abusive woman to, mm-hmm. and he became his father and married his, his mother and mother, all, you know, all the, the classic the, stuff. Yeah, the classic. And he's undertaking this second trial so that friends, family, and the industry know the truth. Those are the two sides. What do you think, Vic? Oh, man. Well, I have questions. If I may. Yes, I'll uh, try to answer them. I wrote the three things I want to know. Okay. Number one, where are they staying? You think they're staying at the Tyson's Ritz Carlton? Like, where else would you stay? I don't think you want to stay close. You don't want to be in the city. I don't think he's going to, you know. No, they're not going all the way to the, the city. No, that's too much unless you have a motorcade. And I saw one. Maybe that's Johnny Depp. But I have a feeling. Also, I keep, I keep hearing from the, the gossip bloggers and whatnot that this judge always starts on time, which is a little. Oh, rare. So they're okay. they're they're so getting in there. Got to be there, and it's in the morning, so he's got to be near there. I wonder if it's the 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 uh, Ritz Carlton in Tyson's. Okay, that's Fair. my first thought. And Fair. and the second is, uh, of course, if I did my job as a journalist, I'd have an answer instead of asking these questions. The second is uh, during lunch break. Do you think he goes to Sweetwater Tavern or Red Hot and Blue? Okay, all right. And the third, okay, the third is the the big one here. The wine list. Okay, I know they've got all these drug stories, and he says he doesn't do them anymore. He doesn't get anything out of it. He feels no sensation from the drugs. But the one thing that he does appreciate is a good red wine. I don't think he mentions white wines at all. They're all red. But also, we know she loves red wine. And I'd love to get, I would love to get the Johnny Depp wine list. Because, you know what? Yeah. I feel like I should know part of the answer to this because I was so deep into watching secret oh. video that the, this this couple recorded of each other um, right. that I saw some wine labels. There's one that he mentions on the stand, and it's Vegas Cecilia. And it's even though it's Cecilia, it's not Sicilia, it's not Italian, it's a Spanish red. And a 2010 Tempranillo at Total Wine currently goes for about $570. Supposedly, Amber had, according to Johnny, Amber uh, would drink two bottles of Vegas Cecilia a day. Wow. And the number. Same girl, same. <laughs> the, the, I'm, I'm looking for the bargain. I, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going for red bicycle barefoot. Right, it doesn't, you know, have, it but, doesn't like, have to be barefoot. But. No, no, no. But give me, I'll do the 20 to $30 range. You know, if it's just a very everyday drinking wine, as they call it. Uh, supposedly, according to Depp, they spend about $30,000 on wine a month. Woo. That's really impressive. Also, uh, well, let's compare that, by the way, to these the salary that Amber Heard's personal assistant claims to have been paid, which was which was what fifty k. Not not a month. No, that's the whole year. No, 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 that's the whole thing. That is hard. She actually she actually was one of the witnesses for Johnny Depp against Ah. Amber Heard, saying that she was quite abusive to her verbally Mm -hmm. and emotionally, Mm -hmm. uh, had outbursts and was cruel to her. I I'm I'm leaning uh, I'm leaning toward Depp right now, but that's probably because I'm such a big fan of Donnie Brasco. Well, so and, you know, yeah, it's really so hard to separate. It's a, it always is because I because I like his work, right? So yeah. you're you're thinking, well, but I'm open to the idea that obviously artists are 
not their work. I have, I'm, I'm in the habit of separating those two because a lot of artists are create wonderful things, but are not great people. And, you know, often espouse views that I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm comfortable with that most of the time. So I'm trying to figure out like, okay, how, how do I set these th two things apart? I generally like him. Yeah. I think he's very nice to fans uh, and has a reputation. Yeah. I saw a video right. of fans coming up to him as he was leaving whatever the hotel was and he stopped and talked with some of yeah. them. I think it's interesting that all of his exes, I think yeah. it's contemporary, it's interesting. Like, it's interesting. while this is going on, have said things supportive of him, which yeah. that strikes me as important. Yeah. And then there's the, there's audio. He started taping her. So she started, this is all, by the way, just all toxic from top to bottom, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's toxic. She started taping him early and then he started taping her as well. So here's the, yeah. here's the tape of her that everybody's talking about where she's going after him and admits to having mm -hmm. attacked him. I said to Travis, I said, no, I said to you, hey, tell Travis what just happened. You oh, you told me to do it. You yeah. told me to. You said, go do that. I said, no, tell him what just happened. And I lied. And that you punched me in You're the thing. And you, you figured it out. Face. And you said, no, I didn't. What the are you talking about? And I, I watched punch you lie. And then I, I didn't I punch said, you, by the way. You, I'm sorry that I didn't uh, uh, hit you across the face in a proper slap, but I was hitting you. It was not punching you. Babe, you're not punched. Don't tell me what it feels like to be punched. You, you know, even a lot of fights have been around a long time. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, when you have a coach. You didn't get punched. You got hit. I'm sorry I hit you like this, but I did not punch you. I did not deck you. I was hitting you. I don't know what the motion of my actual hand was, but you're Fine. I did not hurt you. I did not punch you. I was hitting you. How are you? How, what am I supposed to do? Do this? I, I'm not sitting here bitching about it, am I? You are. are. That's the difference you between me and you. You're a baby. Because you started. You are such a baby. Grow the f up, Tony. I did start a physical fight. Yeah, you did, so I had because to. Yes, you did. So you did the right thing, the big thing. The, you know what? You're admirable. Woo! That's. That's a whole he, thing. He seems to be a very understated guy. She's much more animated and terrifying. Yeah. Well, that's that's what's revealed in a lot yeah. of these clips is that he seems to be trying to be pretty chill. Now, there are other things like the text messages that are between him and his mm -hmm. friends saying mm -hmm. that he would do terrible things to her. Oh. But in speaking with her, he's generally the calmer of the two. Yeah. And in fact actively trying to extract himself from the situation yeah so that's there you have it folks that's I, oh we will have updates so don't worry about it because this thing is going to be going on but the most important thing the biggest takeaway uh from this particular update for our listeners for our hammerheads is again let me repeat that it's vegas cecilia and it says temper neo from 2010 no it doesn't have to be that there's the more reasonable bottles out there you know, I, I, you know, Mary Catherine, I know you have a lot of fans. So, you know, just in case I'm just throwing it. Well, you know, maybe I'll start an Amazon wish list that has that on it. That's probably not available. There. I'll throw, no, no. If somebody sends you one of these big bottles, one of these fancy bottles of Vegas Cecilia, I'll get like steaks for, you know, the four of us for, for you and Steve and me and Kate and, and the four of us, the four steaks, by the way, will also uh, come to $570 also. Okay. <laughs> you know, so it's even, it's a draw. One last pop culture item that I must get yeah. out there. Yeah, let's hear it. Because the people need to know. It, it turns out that JLo's new engagement ring in her, <laughs> in her infinity gauntlet of engagement rings 
This one from Ben Affleck yet again. You'll remember the last one was a very expensive pink diamond. This one oh is boy. a green diamond. And here's the thing, Vic. Here's the thing. It looks just like my engagement ring. You, are you telling me that your husband gave you a $3 million green diamond? I'm not telling you that because he knows I would kill him if he did that. <laughs> However, it does look just like mine. It is it? Like- is it also a? Is it? Is it a similar gemstone? Is that what? So you're I think hers is square. The her the cut yeah. is uh-huh. square, like maybe a uh-huh. cushion, and mine is rectangular. But, the uh, color- but it is the color is like a green Jolly Rancher, which is oh my the God. color of my ring. <laughs> wow! And nobody has that. No, now, two of you do. On Easter. I took a picture that had the ring in it and like four people on Twitter were like, oh, you wouldn't got that J-Lo ring. I was like, no, this is J-Lo got my So ring. good of you to copy her. I didn't know, this, I didn't know there was such a thing as a green diamond, you know, yellow diamond. You mentioned pink, but I didn't there, mine is Mine is a Savorite garnet is what it's called. It's uh-huh. a green garnet. And I specifically asked for color because I like, mm-hmm. I like color. When, when I'm engaged in, a, in an age old patriarchal ritual, I want color involved. And not like a tinted yellow because it lacks in the clarity. I I would say this. And as a guy, I think most guys know a lot about rings for about three or four weeks. And then they immediately forget it once it's done. But it's like we had to remember the grading for cut clarity. Carrot. Real bad. My my husband is a, is a quick study and he's very thorough when it comes to those things. And he, he got very into that for a very brief period of, yeah, yeah. And he did a great job. Such such Clearly. a great job that Shalo is is now wearing a very similar looking ring. But you know, I did for the rest of my life, everybody's gonna be like, oh, you guys cop you copy JLo's ring. How dare she? <laughs> or How'd... or you know, you know what? I I'm not even gonna say that. I wish Benifer the best. I wish Benifer okay. the best. I'm not going to I'm not going to assume that this ring also goes into the retirement the retirement fund that is the uh the vault of jlo ring the vault yes along with uh <clears throat> mark anthony's and whatever else it's so convenient by the way that it's still benefer so it's like it's like marrying somebody with the same initials <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> so nice okay before we go everyone has been commenting and if you haven't seen it you're not everyone but do check out the new pictures the the new photo shoot that we did for getting hammered beautiful art I mean, new show art new show art so exciting Channel six is a friend on uh, Twitter said the strong channel six uh, weather team sort of forces going on over the vibe. And I would say, which that's I say, exactly, that's what we're going. That's for. what we're going for. And that wraps up another edition of getting hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. I am at MK Hammer on Twitter and Substack. You can follow me at MK Hammer Time on Instagram and you can see my ring there. My my original ring. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for telling your friends. Thanks for leaving reviews. We appreciate it. Until next time, this is a Nebulous Media Podcast.